Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey guys, this is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Today's passage is Romans 8, verses 5 through 10. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. And now, let's hear from Jenny. I just want to start this whole thing by telling you that you are not alone in this. That whatever it is that you are feeling, whatever has brought you to this place, whatever has brought you to push play and to listen to this today. I just, I want you to know that you are not alone and that not only are you not alone, but there is no one that has ever lived on earth that has not struggled. And by struggled, I mean like brutally crying out to God, broken, struggled with sin, with emotion, with all of it. It, it. There's not a human that has escaped it. And the problem is we walk around and everybody acts like they're okay. And no <laughs> news alert. I'm going to tell you something that is so important that you know that nobody is okay. There is not anyone that has lived that has escaped sin, mistakes, regret, doubt, fear, anger, jealousy. There, there's not a human Everyone has struggled with it. It is a fact. It is biblical. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Like every single one of us has messed up. And in this world, we will have trouble is another verse. I mean, it's a fact. And so I just, I think what what we've got to begin here because I think we walk around and we think everybody's okay. And my daughter, when she was a little girl, she was my my second daughter. She was a little blonde toehead and and she had a cute little bob. And I mean, she was my girl that wore smock dresses and bows, like let me do all that to her. And, and she was just as sweet as you can be and like had her thumb in her mouth all the time. But man, when she would get mad, like she would let you have it. And and so, she, you know, we're out of the lake with a bunch of friends and and they're all watching her like walk around and she's just been quiet all day and sweet. And then these geese like walk up to her and start quacking and she pulls her thumb out and she's like, shut up, you dumb geese. And it's the picture for me that all of us have that inner struggle. Like all of us have that thing inside of us that, I mean, just given the right set of circumstances and given the right time 
it's going to come out. And my fear is that we've learned to clean it up so well that we we forget that everybody else is broken too. And so we do the thing that the devil wants us to do and we hide and we hide in our shame. And when you look back at Genesis, it's the beginning of brokenness. It's the beginning of creation and its beauty. And it was good, God says, and then it falls apart. And yet from that very beginning, God calls out to Adam, to Eve, and he says, come out, where are you? Why are you hiding? The first thing they did was they hid. And so my hope, I mean, I know this is a lot, like asking a lot for a podcast, you know? I I know this is a limited medium, but my hope for it is huge. My hope for it is that you would come out of hiding, that this would be a season of breakthrough for you, that you would actually say, you know what, raise your hand wherever you are and say, I am broken. I am screwed up. I am jacked up. I'm messed up. And and you wouldn't be afraid to do that regularly. My friend Jessica Honiger was was visiting recently and she and I spent the day together. And, and I truly, I sat back at different times and I sat in awe at her vulnerability with me. Like that girl, she gets in front of me and she immediately tells me her sin struggle. She immediately says the thing that's holding her back. And you know what I do almost every time I'm with Jessica? Two things. I tear up and I worship God more. And the reason why is because something about her not hiding and being who she is and struggling with what she struggles with and trusting the grace of God and wrestling that out with me, it is how we were meant to live. And it reminds me of that. And it reminds me of that safety. And so my my prayer for you is that you could say, yeah, bravely say, I am broken. Now, let me just lay it out for you because it doesn't have to stay this way. And this is our hope. And this is why I can walk through difficult things and put it out in the world on a podcast is because my hope is not in me getting perfect or arriving. My hope is in this. Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And there's a reason for that. The reason for that is those who are in Christ Jesus, every single mistake has been covered by the blood of Christ. So every single thing I will do, everything I have done, everything I do currently, it is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. So I get to walk into a relationship just like Jessica did this week with me, and I get to be broken. I get to say, you know what? I am not measuring up at home. I am struggling in my marriage. I'm struggling with my coworkers. I am lonely. I disappoint people. I can say all these things out loud because I am not defined by these things. Now, I cannot tell you how many people are leaving the church because they just don't believe that one verse. And they don't believe that one verse, church, because we have not experienced or shown them that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We have lived ourselves under condemnation and we have spread condemnation onto other people's lives. And that is why we don't have a healthy relationship with emotion. It's the main reason. And Adam and Eve didn't have a healthy relationship with their emotion either. Because what we do is we tend to do one of two things with shame. We rebel because, well, we've screwed it up, so what the heck? Like, might as well screw it up more. Or we pretend and we cover up and we try to make a plastic perfect life to hide it, you know? And, and, and it's fig leaves. It's not even not even effective, you know? And what, what God did in Genesis was he shed the blood of an animal and he covered them with animal skins as this picture of what would eventually happen with the shed blood of his son that would actually cover sins. It was a picture. It, was a, it wasn't just that animal skins were going to work better, and they did. It was also the image of bloodshed that would eventually cover our shame and deal with our shame. 
And those of us that believe 8-1, we get to live, you know, we get to live a lot more free because we are actually aware of our brokenness. It's not that we're pretending we're not broken. We are aware of it. And we aren't afraid to share it regularly with people because there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It is the key. It is the thing we have to understand if we're going to talk about emotions because otherwise we will put something in front of other people. And honestly, we'll put it in front of ourselves. We'll try to put it in front of God, even though that never works. We'll do that because we're afraid. We're afraid of what we feel. We're afraid that we snap at our kids that easily. We're afraid that our marriages are defined by fear and anger rather than love and safety. We're afraid of all these truths. And so we pretend. We pretend and we cope. You know, those are the two things that most of us do. Most of us don't rebel. Most of us don't go and like throw away our whole lives. Most of us pretend and cope. And so if you're the rebeller, you know what? I want you to feel really at home here because you are actually in a better place. Like the fact that you are aware, you're like, yeah, no, I'm broken. Tell everybody knows I'm broken. Like I go to uh, speak in prisons and it's my favorite place to minister because they're all like, yep, I'm the sinner. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just a constant awareness and they're paying for that sin regularly. So they're, they have no more pretension. They're not pretending anymore. They've been caught and it's been in the papers, you know? So that's my favorite place to minister. So those of you that are rebelling and listening, you're like, you know, good. This talk is not for you. But those of you that are pretending and coping, what do you do now? Like, what do you do next? Because Romans 8 is going to do a lot more than just that one verse. It's actually going to lay out that there's a whole war for you, that there is a war and it is vying for you. And the way that it vies for you is actually through your mind, which we're going to talk about in a different season. The way that it vies for you is it says, okay, if you set your mind on the flesh, then you're going to find at the end of that road, you're going to find sin and death. Or you set your mind on the spirit and at the end of that road is what we're all craving, which is life and peace. But it begins, all of it begins with this idea that there is therefore now no condemnation. Why does it begin that way? Why does one of the most important theological chapters in the Bible begin with that verse? Because it's absolutely foundational to everything else about the way we're going to live. Because you can look like you're on the road to life and peace, and it be the road to sin and death because you have pretended and polished up everything so well. And that's what I realized that day in Stuck when all my friends are around who are so together and I thought had everything going for them and every one of us is breaking down. I realized this is not okay. It is not okay that we are all hiding in our emotions and our difficulties and our struggles rather than coming out with it. There is something we are not believing, and I really believe it comes down to that verse, that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. So I start here. I am telling you, you are broken. I am broken, and it is okay. It is not okay apart from the blood of Jesus Christ, but it is completely okay because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay, guys, did you know I have a website? Have you been? You want to go. JennyAllen.com, J-E-N-N-I-E-A-L-L-E-N.com. There's all kinds of things there. In fact, our show notes are there. Each episode, you can see it written down. You don't even have to take notes. You can just go there. We took notes for you. And you can leave comments and tell us what you're learning. You can also see all of the downloads and tools that we put up there for you. So do not miss it. Go hang out, JennyAllen.com. Come say hi. Say hi in the comment section. And yeah, I want to know you're out there.
I mean, you will look throughout scripture and you're going to see this theme. I'm going to read to you Proverbs 28, 13. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. There is constantly a theme of bringing things to the light, that there is freedom in the light, that God can redeem things in the light, that there is the absence of darkness and the devil in the light. And so what we are hoping you will do and walk away with from the season is you will be braver, that you will say, you'll be my friend Jessica sitting across from me this week that's just like, huh, comes out with it. Like constantly, it's how I wanna live. And I'm whenever I'm with her, I'm like, why, why don't I live more this way? Like just completely transparent with a few people to constantly say what it is I'm feeling, what it is I'm struggling with. Because so often, what's so cool about emotions, this is what I love about emotions, is emotions, actually, you're more aware of them than you are your thoughts. You're more aware of your emotions than you are even your actions, honestly. You you tend to feel them in your heart, in your stomach, in your head, in your body, like they're a physical thing. We always have a physical reaction to our emotions. And God built us that way so that we wouldn't go too long without recognizing our need, without sitting with him, without confessing our sin, without, you know, we tend to notice a feeling before we notice a thought. We tend to notice a feeling before we even notice a bad behavior. We feel guilty about it. And we're like, you know, what is that feeling? I don't feel right. Now, then typically what we do is then we ignore it because, you know, we we don't know what to do with it and we don't know how to process it. And we don't know what it's coming from. And, you know, if you're like me, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I just don't want to feel it. Like, I don't want to feel bad feelings. This is pretty common for me, actually. I'm very in touch with ignoring emotion because I constantly just don't want to be sad. So I'm going to push it over in a corner. And, and you know, constantly what happens? It just grows. It's like sitting in the corner and people are like, hey, look over there. That's kind of a mess over there. You probably need to... No, it's good. I promise. I promise. It's not that bad. It's not that big a deal. And I will do that until I'm having like a mental breakdown. You know, like I will just stuff it over in a corner where it's kind of visible, where people kind of notice you're not in a good place, but I don't always just want to pull it out and do the work of it. However, I will say in my maturity, i.e. old age, I have seen the seasons of life where I have gone over to that corner and pulled everything out and laid it out for someone and worked through it with counseling, whether that's someone paid, which we've done plenty of in life, and we'll talk more about that in the future, or if it's with good friends and community, which also can work, and I'll deal with it, and I'll pull it out, and we'll look at it together, and I'll name it, and I'll start to set it out and make sense of it. Where's this coming from? So many of our emotions are products of our past. In fact, I would say nearly all of them are somehow tied to our past. And that's important to know because if you are trying to deal with someone else's emotion in the here and now, or you're trying to deal with your own emotion and make sense of why do you feel something so strongly, even though the circumstance does not require that strong of an emotion and you are ignoring your past, then you are missing probably what's at the heart of that. And you're just going to keep feeling it and keep feeling it and keep feeling it. And you're going to keep running into it. And that's where I I think certain seasons, okay, I'll talk about counseling now. Let's go. Certain seasons of life require counseling. And the reason why that is true is because there are times that things have built up for so long that untangling that corner of mess is way more complicated than solving a circumstantial problem that you're in right now. And honestly, we just, many of us need trained help for that. When you look at how many of you have walked through abuse 
from your childhood? How many of you have walked through divorce? How many of you have walked through your parents' divorce? How many of you have walked through death and loss and life change that is traumatic? You cannot, our bodies, our minds, our emotions are not meant to just sum that up and move forward. Like our bodies and emotions, God built us to walk through grief, to walk through a deeper understanding of what it is that we're feeling and why it is that we need God. I cannot emphasize this enough that if you've never been to counseling, my, and if you think I don't need it, I'm great. I'm going to challenge that just a little bit and say, go, like just go for a few times, find a godly counselor that that understands the gospel, that understands uh, and can give you truth that is rooted in God's word, not just human understanding, because I'm sorry, some problems, I don't know how human understanding is actually touching those. But but anyway, we all need to understand in the picture of the story of God, what it is we're dealing with and what the hope is, because I don't, I've just never found hope apart from Christ. So that's why I say that. But I would just, I would encourage you to find somebody that you can trust and to do a little work because what you'll find is, oh gosh, there's way more trouble there than you think. And I'm not doing this to torture you. I'm not doing this to, you know, bring up the past or I'm doing this because I believe you're probably in more bondage than you realize. And what I have tended to do when I don't process or deal with things is I get numb and I disconnect not just from the difficult things in my life, but I also disconnect from joy and I disconnect from the happiness in life. And so for your freedom, I'm telling you, it is worth seeking that out and finding somebody trusted to process with. Okay, so before we end today, this is, I don't want you to leave broken and hopeless. I know that's what we're talking about this time, but I want you to leave so full of hope that you could possibly be brave enough to say out loud the thing that has made you stuck, the feeling that you've been feeling, the sin you've been struggling with, that you would feel brave enough to say it out loud. So this week, I want you to call one friend and say, here, listen to this episode, and then we're going to name our stuff. And each of you just say it to each other, because I promise you, you will find a nodding head. Now, what do I mean by nodding head? I mean that every single time I share something that I'm scared to share with somebody compassionate, they will sit there and do the head nod, which is, I understand. Even if it's something that they haven't been through, even if it's something that they, I might think they're tempted to judge, the truth is all of us have the head nod for each other because we all are broken and we all need somebody safe to share it with. So go be brave this week and let's see what happens. So every week during this season, we are going to ask a question. We're going to end with a prayer. I just know that this is a war that is deeper than right or wrong. This is, I mean, honestly, I think this is the place the enemy comes for us. Like this is, we're fighting like dark cosmic forces, Ephesians says. So we have to pray. Like this cannot just be as simple as I'm going to, you know, feel anger and not sin next time. It, it, to me, it is so much deeper than that. There is bondage here. There are years and years of difficulty that are rooted in our emotions. So we are going to pray together at the end of every episode in the season. And then two, I want to leave you with a question because I want you to be able to process for yourself, like to be able to journal and walk away and and have something to, to wrestle with. And then I also want you to be able to discuss this with friends. So you can take that question and process with your friends. And this week, the question is actually rooted around a tool that we want to show you. It's on Jenny Allen 
com, but you can also find it in the show notes. And it's a wheel of different emotions because sometimes it's deeper than anger. We're, we're actually feeling rage or we're feeling a subtle anger. You know, I think being able to define those different types of anger and different feelings we have is sometimes really helpful. So you can find that um, in the show notes. And, and I want you to name your stuck place. I want you to name the emotion that you're feeling most constantly right now. So that is the question is what emotion are you feeling most constantly right now? And let me pray. God, I know that there are people listening right now that are completely overwhelmed by this. They're listening to me and they're thinking, I am going to turn this off because I cannot imagine there being hope. I have struggled with anxiety. I have struggled with depression. I have struggled with fear for so long that I cannot imagine there being freedom in it. And God, I pray right now that you would issue hope through your Holy Spirit, that you would issue hope to them, that they could imagine, just get, even get a glimpse that possibly there could be more freedom for their lives. I pray right now for those people that feel isolated, that feel like they have been with their brokenness by themselves for so long. I pray that they would be brave enough this week to say it out loud to somebody. And I pray, God, that you would bless that, that you would move into those spaces and those fears and that you would give them safe people to share with. And God, I pray supernaturally protection against the enemy. I imagine he hates this conversation. I imagine he does not want us bringing light to this, that he wants us hidden in the dark. And so God, I pray against him in each person's life that's listening. I pray, God, that you would give power through your spirit and your word, that there would be an authority over the things that have binded us, that have held us captive, God, that there would be a spirit of strength and authority and power because of you and your spirit and all that you have done for us, God. Thank you that there is hope. And thank you, God, that we are not left in the dark alone, that you did the ultimate thing to rescue us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, friends. This is Chloe. We hope you've enjoyed these first couple episodes of season two of the podcast. I just wanted to let you know about something kind of fun we made for you. If you go to stuckbiblestudy.com right now and you drop your email in, you can download some free conversation cards that kind of go along with the season of the podcast. And we're going to be putting all kinds of resources out for you, some different tools, guides, worksheets. But right now we've got some free combo cards for you. So head over there, download them today. Maybe you invite a friend over that you want to get to know better or someone that you don't know at all. Print these out, set them on the table, make a dinner together and just sit and get to know each other. So we hope you find those helpful today and we will see you guys for the next episode of the Made for This podcast.